Welcome to the mid-jump, I'm Mitchell Wolf. You know what they say about the best laid plans of mice and men? Uh, it's that, it's that they're shitty and they don't go through. I'm pretty sure that's the, the saying. Um, men shouldn't be collaborating with mice. We don't speak the same languages, it's, it just doesn't work out. But as I've found out this week that it's that even if men don't collaborate with mice, our plans are still bad most of the time. In fact, almost all of the time, but we as humans can use our, our methods of correcting for problems and problem solving um, to alleviate that stress most of the time, and some of the time you can't. This is that time. I invited Jeffren Perez, who is uh, now... The, uh, he, he runs a podcast about Disney video games uh, called Mouse Bites. He was also a, a, a frequent host of the Logcast, which unfortunately ended last year, but it was one of the preeminent uh, Rare fancasts, and is now the moderator of Rare's very own Sea of Thieves Mixer channel. And Cameron Regal, who is uh, a, a great artist, a DK Vine staff member, and DK Vine is another preeminent rare fan site uh who's sometimes on the conversation to talk about rare stuff and uh super jump fans would maybe recognize his work in the box art for my pokemon champions pitch that he did and also the fact that uh he did a lot of work in creating this really cool map of the rare archipelago which is what some people consider to be like the, the chain of islands that most of the most notable uh, rare franchises take place in, like Banjo-Kazooie and Diddy Kong Racing and Donkey Kong Country and all that stuff. All of the islands are, are, are in theory, close to each other, and, and Cameron drew that and uh, is so far the most official-ish thing that we can use to uh, check out what that island looks like. Problem! The conversation about Sea of Thieves, the beta specifically, that we had... Uh, didn't record well. One of the audio files just kept skipping, like intermittently not paying attention to what was being said into the microphone, and we don't know why, and we can't fix it retroactively, so unfortunately that discussion is just not available anymore. But I thought that the, uh, the conversation we had was good enough, and the Sea of Thieves beta itself was important enough that we should eventually uh, discuss it anyway which is what we're doing now. So both Jeffren and Cameron were, uh, were, were people that I sailed with during the closed beta for Sea of Thieves, and we had a great time for the most part, and, uh, and, and both of them, although I didn't do this, um, also played Sea of Thieves during its technical alpha, which predates the beta by, by a number of months. And I asked them if they found that the beta was was anything too terribly different, anything that was crazy surprising. And there were a few things, like uh, like some item additions that weren't in the alpha, like there, there's a telescope now, and there's a sniper rifle now, and the way that you uh, pick up voyages, which are basically your main quests that you want to repeat, and that's like the core loop of the game. Um, the, the way you get them and do them and and return the rewards for getting them or or for doing them that was all new but for the most part it was pretty much exactly what you would be expecting 
provided you have been paying attention to Rare social media and what they've said about the game so far. Uh, Rare does a podcast called Tales from the Tavern about the development of Sea of Thieves, and if you've been listening to that, none of what happened in the beta was particularly surprising. Uh, When I asked the guests about how well the beta showed off the core loop of Sea of Thieves, Jeff said that it nailed it. Um, It hit a lot of the exciting stuff away, but just the adventuring aspect of picking up a voyage and sailing off into the distance to look for the, the, the treasure chest that was hinted at on your map or in a riddle, uh, which is what your voyage is. It's like a, a piece of parchment that either has a, a map or a riddle. And possibly running into other players in a boat or just finding some crazy thing on an island. That was all in the beta. And um, I would agree with Jeff in that it, it, it nailed it. It, um, it. it really showed off what the engine of Sea of Thieves as a multiplayer um, medium could do. Cameron said that the beta was an appetizer for the main course that is Sea of Thieves, and I think I agree with that as well. Um, During the beta, only the gold hoarders were able to give out missions. The gold hoarders are one of what's going to be three different merchant alliances, although I shouldn't call them that. They're, They're like guilds. That will be in the full game. The reason I shouldn't call them Merchant Alliance is because one of the other guilds is called the Merchant Alliance. Uh, And that one... So the Gold Hoarders are all about finding treasure chests and bringing them back. You get maps, you get riddles, you get something like that. um, That'll give you the location of the treasure chest. And then you just bring it back to the Gold Hoarder. The Merchant's Alliance is a bit different. Uh, It's all about transport. So you're probably going to be transporting um, things like livestock. We've seen chickens, we've seen pigs, we, we've seen snakes, uh, and rum, and gunpowder barrels. You know, very piratey stuff that pirates seem to want from outpost to outpost. And the completion of that transport is what the completion of the mission is for the Merchants Alliance. And the third one is the Order of the Souls. Now, this is, to me, the most exciting one. They, it, it's like headhunting. You are given a name of a, a legendary pirate ghost kind of guy. Maybe it's not always a ghost. We don't really know the, the limitations of this thing. But uh, it says, okay, go find this guy and bring back their skull so we know that you, you fought this guy. And, and apparently skulls have some sort of like magical significance in this world as well. So that is important. Uh, between the Gold Hoarders, the Merchants Alliance, and the Order of the Souls, that's what's going to be the meat of the full game. Those voyages are what you're going to be doing all the time. Um, which is cool, because the beta has shown that just the excitement of repeatedly going on these missions doesn't necessarily wear off as fast as you might think it did. I played this beta for like the full week little over a week, I think, that it was active, and I, I didn't get tired. I, I didn't think at any point that I, I wanted to stop doing it, even though there was no goal for me, really. There, there was a... Every, for every mission I completed, I got a number of 
coins, which I could use to get aesthetic things, and I'm sure that's how it's going to work in the full game as well. You can get, you know, outfits, but I know for a fact that you can also get different, um, like, customizable parts for your ship to make your ship look all cool and custom. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't think that core loop got stale, even though maybe if I was playing for a month instead of a week, that could be the case. But that, again, was only with the gold hoarders, um, and there's these two other completely different kinds of missions uh, as well. I asked Cameron and Jeff how they thought about th this core loop. Would they get bored of it? And um, Jeff brought up an interesting point that I hadn't heard about, actually. There is an endgame for Sea of Thieves. It's confirmed. Um, some of the developers have talked about the search for Athena's gold and becoming a pirate legend as, as a sort of endgame. I don't really know what becoming a pirate legend entails, what that means, but the search for Athena's gold sounds like a, like a really long, difficult, maybe end game quest maybe that's the thing if you do that you make the credits roll i'm guessing that's all speculation i don't want to sound like i have inf any information on this in fact jeff only just casually told me and that's the only way i know about it but um for people that have been thinking like i, I don't like the skinner box approach of this game design which like i, I totally feel i understand entirely i don't want to just keep repeating you know a thing just to, it could be fun but i don't want to just keep doing it forever uh, there is that for you. There is that end game to, to think about. Now, something that was important to talk about that was a bit more negative were the technical problems. During my time playing Sea of Thieves, voice chat didn't work like all the time. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Uh, sometimes my boat just immediately sank for, for no reason at all. Like it, I would start up the game, it would give me the boat, and then I would just see it sinking in the water. Uh, just immediately they put that boat in sink mode somehow, and I'm sure it was a glitch because there were there was nothing that would sink it. Um, I I would sometimes teleport a little bit across the map, only only to spaces that I could conceivably walk to in a certain amount of time. But like, it would. I I think it's like the Xbox I was playing on disagreeing with the server about where my character was located in space, and that was frustrating. Um. And it seemed like when any of these things were problems, the other ones were also problems, which implies to me that this is a, a server stress problem almost entirely. Uh, it, it, if that gets fixed, that would be fantastic. I would love to not have to worry about, like, is voice chat with all the other pirates in the game going to work this time? Or is my boat not going to just sink immediately this time? Uh, if that's cleared up for the final game fantastic because when the game works it works so well it it just it's an exciting crazy new kind of game it's like it's not an mmo it's not an adventure game it's somewhere in between i've, I've never really played anything like it um i think a lot of people are gonna have they're, they're gonna be looking at people on twitch or on mixer playing the game and they're gonna watch them sailing the boat and just think how boring it is to sail a boat and this is one of those things that I don't think this is going to be a great spectator game uh, in, in at least as, insofar as sailing is concerned because it looks way more boring than it is. Playing the boat, it, it's not like a racing game where you control the car with the, the analog stick to steer and the right trigger to accelerate. It's not like that at all. 
it's like you need to manually augment the placement of the sails, the steering wheel. Uh, it doesn't like turn the boat. It just kind of makes a force that is put onto the turning of the boat. Um, you need to man the cannons augment er, uh, manually. You need to repair the boat manually. You need to bail out water manually. Uh, the person steering often can't see what's ahead of them, so they need to work with someone else on their boat to, like, maybe that other person needs to climb up the crow's nest and look down with a with a uh, telescope in order to tell the person on the steering wheel what they see. And you need to drop the anchor manually. You can't just stop the boat. Um, and all that stuff is very exciting, um, especially in a four-person boat, because that those boats are just huge and have a lot of things you need to do on them. Uh, you can also play in a one- or two-person boat, uh, both of which are the same kind of boat. It's called a sloop, which is a fun nautical term. Um, a lot more easy to use the, the sloop, but uh, if you get shot down in a sloop versus in a four-person galleon, you're probably going to sink a lot faster. You probably don't have as much uh, power in, uh, you know, in, in, in firefights. Uh that's basically it. That's basically all we talked about, uh, except for the fact that uh, I, I wanted to know how well Sea of Thieves would perform for people who who don't play online games very much. Maybe this is their first real foray into online gaming, and, and they want to do it because it's like an open-world adventure game that they're very used to in their single-player gaming experiences, but they don't have friends to play online games with or, or whatever. They just, they're a single-player game naturally. Will this game work for them? Uh, the answer is is uh, kind of complex. It seems like Sea of Thieves just works the best with other people. You can definitely go out and sail on your own. Um, and, and Cameron was actually saying that he liked doing this a lot because it turns it into a more atmospheric, like sometimes even a horror kind of game. Just you, get, you can get scared of like what you're doing on your own in a storm or in a cave with a bunch of skeletons trying to kill you. But it, it truly works best when you have a crew of at least one other person, preferably the full four-person crew. Um, but Sea of Thieves is also... As as Jeff said in our discussion, a great way to make friends with each other. He found some just randos on Xbox Live that he was playing with, and uh, he ended up really liking their experience. And, and uh, he he made friends with them, and now they're friends on Xbox Live, and now they're probably going to play the full game together when it comes out. Um, so that's cool. It so if you're afraid of working with other people, playing with other people at all then yeah, maybe this isn't quite the game for you. But if it's just you don't have those people yet, but you're open to meeting new people and doing it with, there are absolutely avenues to, to, to make that happen. You can get matched up with with friends or random people or a mixture of both. You can say, like, I want a four-person crew, but also my friend Jeff needs to be in it as well. And it'll match you and Jeff and then two strangers, which is, which is cool. Um... Also, I feel like this will be a really good game for newcomers to just immediately feel like they belong, because many areas of the ship require differing levels of skill. If you're on the cannons, if they say, okay, you you need to go man the cannons right now, that's a very precise, stressful situation. Um, that requires a lot of aiming, 
and a lot of timing that is pretty precise uh, in order to hit down to knock down another ship with a cannonball that that's a that's a complex mental math equation you need to work out that said if you're just bailing water out of the bottom and you're repairing holes in the ship that's easy to do so it, it seems like there are naturally going to be places in a boat full of proficient and novice uh, players put together in a crew, everyone will have something to do. Like, cannons are the highest difficulty, and then sails, and then steering, and then repairs. And, like, there, there, there's this whole, like, tier list of how difficult something is to do. But none of it's unimportant. If I'm on cannons, I'm not just saying, hey, go repair the ship because I want you to have something to do. I'm saying that because I need the ship to be repaired now. And it's easy to do, but I can't do it right now if I'm doing this other thing. Um, so that's cool. It makes everyone feel like they are at least contributing in some way. I know that sometimes um, when people try to get into a really competitive multiplayer game, like a MOBA, they often feel like they're not pulling their weight and their team can get mad at them. And that's, uh, you know, that, that feels a little bit bad sometimes. And that's how competition is. I wouldn't change it because, you know, that that's just the nature of competition. But this is a very cooperative game. Um, and and just by that nature, there are, there are always things to do and you always feel like you're doing something important. Um, so... I'm excited about Sea of Thieves, the the full game. I, I hope that there's a lot of stuff that I haven't seen yet or just wouldn't know to expect at all. Uh, I hope it's surprising, and I hope some of you guys play with me too uh, so, so we can crew up out there. Uh, if you want to do that, hit me up on Twitter, at uh, TheWolfFM, at T-H-E-W-O-L-F-E-F-M, and we can, uh, we can play Sea of Thieves together when that comes out on March 20th for Xbox One and PC. So we'll jump at you next time. Stay super.